Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. Brought to you by Blue Sky Business Consulting. We discuss five questions in about 15 minutes. Hi again, everyone. Glad you could join us for this week's episode of the Team Engagement Podcast. I have with me our special guest. This is Ishan Ravuri, and he is out of Atlanta, Georgia, and he's got all sorts of fun things he's working on. So Ishan, thank you so much for taking some time to join me on the podcast. Tell the audience a little bit about what you're working on. Well, first, Sean, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be on the Team Engagement Podcast. So what am I working on? Uh, Well, that is a broad question. I'm working on everything and anything I can get my hands on. But um, well, number one, um, as COO at A Musty Cow Inc., it's a, um, a YouTuber's company. He does Rocket League gaming content. Um, I'm working on operations with him, helping him improve efficiencies, helping him maximize revenue with sponsorships and growing his influencer value and that kind of thing. Um, So that's been a big, a big focus for me as he's a very um, important business partner of mine, just across a lot of things I do outside of his company alone. Um, But aside from that, um, I also have a company I started three years ago called Paris Watch Company. Uh, we create unique watches with Parisian style, um, which we don't do anything normal. It's not anything I do is never normal. It always has to be something unique. It has to be something that's different. And, um, you know, I got this fossil watch for my 13th birthday. It was a mechanical face watch. And it was, I mean, it it didn't look like any normal watch any uh, 13-year-old would wear. And for the first time, I got complimented by a female. A female went, whoa, I really like that watch. And guys don't get complimented. (laughs) Guys just do not get complimented. That's not a thing that happens. And I was like, whoa, what the heck? I I just got complimented for a watch. And that wasn't the first. It went on and on. I got so many compliments for that watch. So, I mean, I was like, you know... At, when I got into e-commerce, um, I was—I mean, I was selling anything I could. Like, I read—I rode the dropshipping era. I went through all of that and tiny profit margins, that kind of stuff. Failed a lot. Learned from my failures to a point where I went, "I'm going to focus on something I really like." And I saw that this manufacturer offered watches. So um, they were—they were these watches that were unlike anything I'd ever seen, even more unique than these fossil watches that I had before, and they did so well when I started marketing them. Um, so ever since then, I stuck with that and ran. Um, and I've had three watch companies. And right now, Paris Watch Company is the one that I've stuck with the entire time. Um, and actually, that company, too, branched off into another company that I currently am launching, which is called Ice Dazzle. Ice Dazzle is a, a proprietary lab diamond company. And well, long story short, what I'm trying to do with this company is screw up the diamond industry. Long story short, again, the diamond industry is, it's a mess, you know? And um, I was baffled by um, how unethical two aspects of the, of the diamond industry are. First, the pricing, you know, 2000% markups on, on engagement rings. I mean, that is, that's ridiculous. And um, second, blood diamonds, you know, there's still so much diamond mining that causes lives, that causes carbon emissions, that causes horrific pollution. And it's just, it's crazy how people are making 2000% profits 
on people literally dying. So, I mean, seeing an opportunity with that um, from a manufacturer a couple years ago, I took a took a leap and made an investment, which now um, I'm proud of to launch this company this year, Ice Dazzle. And uh, what we're able to do is we're able to um, we're able to produce diamonds in a lab um, by recreating the same forces the earth uses over billions of years by using the same exact processes, but in a lab. Basically, what we do is apply high pressure and high temperatures um, repetitively over two weeks to grow a seed stone, a natural mm-hmm. stone, into a, a much bigger, pure stone. So there's no difference between a real natural diamond and a lab-grown one. So we're able to offer higher quality diamonds at a fraction of the price. That's Ice Dazzle. And I mean, I've, I feel like I've already, I've already taken a lot of time here, but one more angry digital. <laughs> so I uh, initially started angry digital to uh, supplement these brands and um, you know, having e-commerce companies, there's a lot of marketing, creative, a lot of marketing initiative that needs to be done. So um, it was getting very costly to outsource that kind of thing. So I decided to in-house it and build my own studio, which COVID hit and all that stuff happened and um, the demand for e-com went up so high that I realized that there's a shortage for people that can make short form content and short advertising content for e-commerce and ended up having so much clientele need for that, that I started an entire company called Angry Digital just to focus on making short form content. So those are my big, those are my big um, focuses at the moment. (laughs) Yes, you are busy splitting time four ways. That's impressive. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I am busy. Well, all right, let's jump to the questions then. And I, again, appreciate uh, introducing yourself and what you're working on here. So you're welcome to refer to any of your businesses that you're involved in as you're thinking and kind of responding to these questions. But the first question, as you've been growing or getting involved with, with these businesses, is there a challenge that you've overcome that you're especially proud of? Yes, yeah, so um, this is probably um, a common thing for a lot of people in inside of ecom um, who made it out. Um, COVID nineteen, that that was incredible. You know, it was an it was incredible in the worst way possible. But um, being a new entrepreneur, having um, thousands and thousands of dollars as as an eighteen year old, nineteen year old, I mean that is terrifying when you just are able to get to a point where lenders can trust you just enough to give you $50,000 and then you put your money into inventory, which then gets stuck for two months out of production in China and can't come to the United States. And you have like hundreds of customers filing chargebacks. That is a terrifying experience. I will never be scared of anything ever again in my life, (laughs) but how did we turn that around? Well, I mean, I took losses though. I'm because your customers are first always, I'm not going to go, you know what, screw you because you, because you ordered this during a bad time. I'm, I'm not, no, I said full refund. Even if you got the product, like they all got the products full refunds. And you know how that benefited me? Lifetime customer value. How can you, the, the best thing you can possibly do is convert an angry customer into a lifetime customer. It's, way easier to do that than it is to keep a happy customer coming back and back you fix a problem that an angry customer had or an upset customer had 
they will stay with you forever. So, um, yeah, it was worth taking those losses at that time. Um, but you know, it was worth doing it for that. And, um, another thing is during COVID, um, there was such a, such an increase. I initially, I had an e-commerce, um, a, a web development company. And when I first started off, I was doing stuff with helping people set up uh, Shopify stores, helping them set up, just getting their products up, product descriptions, getting up good quality listings and running Facebook ads. And um, with all this business failure that occurred due to COVID-19, um, there was a surge of a need to create an alternative to in-person shopping. And these companies were desperate. So I offered them deals like, instead of you having, cause right now you're hurting, I'm not gonna say, hey, you, you, need, you owe me $10,000 for development. No, instead of doing that, I, I said, you know what? I'll do it for free. I'll develop your site for free and I'll run your ads for free for the first, however long it takes you to break even. Yeah. And the companies that I had faith in, that I thought were ethical, that I thought were um, worthy of my time. And um, these, these smaller companies, um, you know, now they've switched over into a fully online presence, making more money than they were retail shopping. So even though COVID-19 took, took them out of business temporarily, physically, but they're still able to sell their products online to more people. So again, uh, something that definitely was a um, overcoming factor. Oh yeah, that's huge. Great examples. Thanks for sharing those. Question number two, how can a leader help to foster creativity within a team? How can a leader help foster creativity in a team? Well, you got to keep them on their toes always. You know, you got to, you got to, if, if you want your team to be creative, you have to allow them to be creative. And by, I mean, being, being a micromanager is, I mean, I've worked for people too in the past where micromanaging occurs nobody enjoys that you know uh, there has to be a level of structure and there has to be a level of management but that has to be through mutual trust between you and your employees you and your executive directors whatnot but the second that they start seeing you as a boss and you have that boss employee relationship becomes too firm i think that's when the creativity starts draining because they're scared to provide their input and that gets shot down so, um, especially being in the creative industry, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about like having those, having those safe boundaries and then pushing them a little bit, you know, it's a joke. Cause like my creative director and, um, and my business partner, whenever we're brainstorming and stuff, like someone might say something kind, maybe something a little unruly. And as a joke, we'll go, we'll go, oh my goodness, somebody call HR. <laughs> and then I'll go HR speaking, you know, you got to give them that, you got to have that, um, that comfortability in your team. You got to be, the, everyone has to be comfortable with each other and not be scared to say anything. Cause I mean, that's, that, that's not going to be good for creativity when you're coming up with next level content. Cause there's going to be a lot of bad ideas that come out before the good ones come out. Yeah, it's a good point. Very good point. All right. Question number three, how can a leader help the team members to trust each other. So that's again, pushing on that point with um, the 
them having the trust in you and being comfortable around you as a team leader, um, you got to give them that mutual respect. Um, so, I mean, it's not all about just being crazy all the time. If, for example, sorry, for example, if um, smaller things, like even if, even if it's like, hey, what time are you leaving at today? Like you're leaving at five, six o'clock, like making sure that they're accommodated for and making sure that they're not working overtime every day. Like, for example, I'd let my, my, my team out by six, you know, by six, they're done. I don't expect them to stay a minute longer. Weekends, I'm not gonna make them work weekends. Like just establishing that trust where they know that you're respecting their boundaries mm-hmm. and, and that, um, you know, mutually they're gonna respect yours. So, sure. um, and also yeah. like getting paid, like always make sure they're paid on time. Always make sure that it's the same day, make sure it's the right amount and make sure that they're, they're seeing that consistency that you are giving, you're, you're giving your end, you're doing them correctly. And they see that you respect what's important. You know, you respect their boundaries and you respect what, what, what drives that business and what drives their trust. So they reciprocate that in the long run. I think that's, in my opinion, that that's that's what I try to um, emphasize the most. Great, great response. Thank you. Question number four: Is there a an experience that you can share that initially appeared as though it might be a failure, but you turned it into a win? Yeah, yeah. I, coming back onto that um, the COVID example, with I mean that was crazy because so what had happened was I had a whole shipment batch of, it was 1200 watches. They were 1200 orders that got just completely standstill. This is over the span of a week, you know? And what happened was Facebook, um, they send out surveys to your customers, right? They send out every time your customers engage with an ad um, and they buy something from you, Facebook will send them a survey saying, hey, how do you like your item? How do you like this? And I had hundreds of people replying, I didn't receive it, I didn't receive it, didn't receive it, didn't receive it. And then I had a six figure ad account get banned. And on Facebook, when you have an ad account get restricted or banned, it is an, uh, the pellet process is ridiculous, especially when you're a new marketer. I, if you have a reputation, Facebook is easier. And um, I mean, especially then too, like, it doesn't matter if you have a million in ad spend, 10 million in ad spend, a hundred in ad spend, Facebook doesn't care. They're huge. They're massive. They go, Oh, red flag system says red flag, ban. That's it. And that took out a huge revenue stream at the the same time at which I had 1200 people not getting orders and ongoing expenses that had no source of paper. So obviously you dry out. So yeah, right. that was that was a terrifying experience. But like but I as said, you mentioned earlier, yeah. you turned them into some lifelong customers. So exactly. yeah, you exactly. obviously turned that. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a great example of how to kind of keep that emotional resilience up here going and hang in there and don't quit and all those things. That's a great story. All right, our last question, Ishan. Tell us a little bit about your first job. Okay, this one's fun. I was a balloon artist. Oh, really? Do you know what a balloon artist is? I do. This is a first. I haven't had a balloon artist yet. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Um, honestly, that job taught me so much. So, um, and and the thing is, my average salary, like how much I would take, like every like this is in high school. I started when I was fourteen, and I would be able to make between two fifty and three hundred in three hours. Whoa! No way. Yeah, and as a 14, 15 year old, I was like, "Wow!" And it was in yeah. cash, so it was like, "Where did you Where did you learn how to do that?" Because that's an impressive uh, talent, if you ask me. So I started working for this company. But actually, one of my friends had told me, "Hey, I'm a balloon artist," and I kind of laughed at him. I was like, "You're a what? You're?" <laughs> I was I was like, "Jack, you're 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 telling me that you're a real life clown," and next thing you know, I'm doing it. So <laughs> it, it it makes hey, money. It was yeah, fun. If the money's good, you, you do it and you learn something right. along the way. I love I it. I mean, initially when you hear the word balloon artist, you kind of go like, what? But it's actually yeah. kind of cool. It's You have all these fun, like, twistful balloons. And what we would do is, I mean, the, the model was genius. The guy would, um, he would train us on how to make balloon animals and that kind of stuff. And then um, he would have us working as a contractor. So we weren't employees. We're contracted. And we would work for tips. So we had a little badge that said, um, I, I twist for tips or I make balloons for tips. I work for tips. And um, he would charge like restaurants, Texas Roadhouse, like on the border, all these restaurants, like $60, $70 an hour. And we would get nothing. Yeah, I mean, he's taking them. I mean, that's genius, you know, but, yeah. um, but he knows that tips. we're making money off tips. And in an area that's affluent, like you get, the thing is a lot of people that join the company, very few of them, um, stay but a lot of them will end up like leaving because they're not making money but the ones that stay 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 for a long time because they know how to work people it's it's the ones that have the personality know how to work it and um i mean the thing is you have to go up to table to table with kids and ask them if they want balloon animals otherwise you're not making money so i mean i learned how to get every single kid riled up to a point where their parents couldn't control them and say no. So I'd look the kids straight in the eye. I wouldn't even look at the parents. I'd go, hey, my name is Ishan. I'm the balloon artist here tonight. Would you like a unicorn? If it was a girl, if it was a guy, would you like a bow and arrow that actually shoots? Yeah, no, seriously, it shoots. Or sword. And at that point, the kids are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> parents, parents, you know, they're just in there like, yeah, they, they, they can't one, do anything you know, at like... that point. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. That's a great story. Well, Ishan, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed having you on the show today. How can people find you? How can people find me? So I have uh, on my Instagram, I make content for um, e-commerce and business type of stuff. And my Instagram is e-commerceist. And um, that is my profile everywhere. That's my that's my handle, e-commerceist on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm going to start doing TikTok soon. I'm not really on TikTok right now, but I'm going to start putting some videos on TikTok as well. Um, but yeah, that is, that's my go-to handle is the e-commerce. Very good. All right. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate you having on the show today. Wish you all luck and everybody have a great day. This is Sean Richards with the team engagement podcast where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. We also invite you to follow or subscribe to our podcast, wherever you may be listening or watching. Is your business thriving Go to tbs-score.com to find out. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great day.